Vigor Steve here. This video is just going to be a fun thought experiment to see if we can maximize our gains while injecting as little as possible and not get any post-injection pain in the process, obviously. For me, injections are just like brushing my teeth. It's part of the day. I have no ill feelings towards it. I got 99 problems, but pitting ain't one. But for some people, injections are still a major roadblock. Since I'm sympathetic to the cause, I'm going to teach you exactly which cycles will give you the most bang for your buck at the lowest possible injection volume. First things first, you have to understand that esterified steroid formulations are made in a certain concentration, where the ester determines the steroid's type of felicity, the ability for it to dissolve in the carrier oil. Generally speaking, esters with a longer half-life, more carbon atoms, allow for higher concentrations. That being said, esters with a longer half-life also comprise more of the amount of milligrams that you're injecting. And since the esters are not biologically active, they just regulate the pharmacodynamics and have an effect on the half-life and active life of the steroids that you're now injecting. After the ester is metabolized by esterases, you're left with a lower percentage of milligrams of the active pharmaceutical ingredient that you're actually after. Uncle Steve, your online steroid daddy, has already done all of the calculations for you, so you don't have to. For all of the commonly used esterified steroid formulations, both injectable and oral versions, and have broken it down to the highest commonly produced concentration to the lowest concentration. Now keep in mind that some underground labs produce in a significantly higher concentration compared to what's mentioned on this list. For example, boldenone andesonate, which is actually a liquid at room temperature, let's say 20 to 22 degrees Celsius, can be brewed in concentration of 500 milligrams per one milliliter, depending on the carrier oil that it's dissolved in. That being said, since high concentration steroid formulas typically contain synthetic carrier oils, which are pure solvents and highly inflammatory, I decided to omit those concentrations from this list because I don't want to give you an excuse to give yourself cardiovascular disease. Guys, where's my halo? There it is. Now, obviously, this is going to be a very long list because there's so many esterified steroid formulations out there, but let's go over the most notable ones, starting with boldenone and desalinate, which is 63.3% actual boldenone, yielding at a concentration of 300 milligrams per one milliliter, 189.9 milligrams net boldenone per, for every cc that you inject. Keep in mind that, that veterinary grade equipoise, boldenone and destinate, comes in a concentration of 50 milligrams per one milliliter and thus only gives you 31.6 milligrams net boldenone. Whereas again, like I mentioned earlier, some uh, underground labs can brew in a concentration of 500 milligrams per one milliliter and thus you're left with 316.5 milligrams net boldenone for every cc that you inject. Second on the list is testosterone enethate. At a concentration of 250 milligrams per one milliliter, it gives you exactly 180 milligrams net testosterone. Third on the list is Sustenone 250, a four ester testosterone blend. At 70.4% net testosterone, this gives you at the highest concentration of Sustenone 250. There's also Sustenone 100 milligram per one milliliter formulations out there. The highest concentration gives you 176.1 milligram net testosterone. Keep in mind, again, underground labs might blend six different testosterone esters into a single milliliter at a concentration of 300 milligrams, even 350 milligrams per one milliliter, in which many cases they use some sort of synthetic solvent, which is highly inflammatory. So personally, I would stay clear, albeit that, well, Sustenone 250 is also an erogenous oil, which can also be inflammatory for some individuals. Moving over to natural and decanoate, decadurabolin. Pharmaceutical decadurabolin is produced in a concentration of 100 milligrams per one milliliter, but underground labs produce natural and decanoate up to 250 milligrams 
per one milliliter. So if you discount the decanoate ester, you're left anywhere between 64 to 160 milligrams per one milliliter net nandrolone. Testosterone on decanoate probably has the lowest concentration net testosterone at 63.2%. If you go with a full four milliliter nobido shot at a thousand milligrams testosterone on decanoate, you're left with 631.6 milligrams net testosterone at a concentration of 157.9 milligrams testosterone per one milliliter. All right, let's go down the list a little bit faster. Drostenolone enethate, 146.2 milligrams net drostenolone per one milliliter. Trimbalone anethate net 141.4 milligrams. Trimbalone testosterone cypionate net 139.8 milligrams. Testosterone boldenone cypionate very painful to inject, but people still prefer it, so I added it to the list. 104.7 milligrams to 139.5 milligrams boldenone per one milliliter at the highest concentration of 200 milligrams per one milliliter. Testosterone suspension, obviously 100% API, 100% testosterone. So if you go with the highest concentration of 100 milligrams per one milliliter, that's exactly what you're going to get. Stenazolol suspension, same thing, right? 100 milligrams per one milliliter net stenazolol. Testosterone acetate being used here or there, yielding 87.3 milligrams per one milliliter net testosterone. Trembolone acetate yields a little bit less at 86.5 milligrams per one milliliter. Drostenolone propionate yielding 84.4 milligrams net drostenolone per one milliliter. Testosterone propionate at the highest concentration of 100 milligrams per one milliliter, yielding exactly 83.7 milligrams net testosterone. Methanolone enethate, remabolin, one of my favorites, yielding 72.9 milligrams net methanolone. Dihydroboldenone cypionate at the highest concentration of 100 milligrams per one milliliter gives you 69.9 milligrams dihydroboldenone. Nandrolone phenylpropionate, again, pharmaceutical concentrations are either 25 milligrams or 50 milligrams per one milliliter, but undercount labs brew in a concentration of 100 milligrams per one milliliter, sometimes up to 200 milligrams per one milliliter, but I feel that that concentration is a little bit too high, so I didn't include that in this list. At 100 milligrams per one milliliter, you get 67.5 milligrams net nandrolone. Tremolone hexahydrobenzocarbonate, parabolin, uh, the old school parabolin amps from NEGMA were 76 milligrams per 1.5 milliliters. And nowadays, undercount labs produce in a concentration of 100 milligrams per 1 milliliter, which will give you anywhere between 33.4 up to 65.9 milligrams net trembolone per 1 milliliter. Those old NEGMA parabolin amps would give you 50 milligrams net trembolone. Trembolone suspension, same thing, 50 milligrams per 1 milliliter, right? 100% API. And then Tristolone acetate, the lowest on the list. Concentrations are usually only 50 milligrams for one milliliter, yielding 43.6 milligrams net tristolone. And then the two commonly esterified oral steroids, being testosterone and decanoate andriol, um, between 25 milligrams to 40 milligram capsules, yielding between 15.8 to 25.3 milligrams testosterone per capsule, that's net testosterone. And methanolone acetate, removolone S, Tablets between 5 milligrams to 25 milligrams, yielding 4.4 to 21.9 milligrams net methanolone per tablet. All right, with the factoids out of the way, let's start comprising a couple steroid cycles while handicapping ourselves to a maximum amount of milliliters that we can inject over the week. 
regardless of the steroid cycle, I would still recommend everybody to do daily micro-administrations for the most stable serum concentrations. And again, if you want your serum concentrations to be even more stable, I would favor subcutaneous administrations over intramuscular administrations, which have the added benefit that you don't create intramuscular scar tissue, which is going to limit your range of motion and cause all kinds of issues in the long run. I feel that the subcutaneous injection depot can hold up to one milliliter of oil in total at maximum. So if you do a seven milliliter per week steroid cycle, you can do a one milliliter subcutaneous per day. But if you go higher than that, a 10 milliliter per week steroid cycle, then you would have to inject 1.5 milliliter per day, give or take. And that means you have to do two administrations subcutaneous per day. But of course, if you go intramuscularly, you can inject up to three milliliters, depending on the um, skeletal muscle group that you're injecting into. You might be able to do three cc's per day, a total of 21 milliliters steroids per week. But if you're in the 21 cc per week group, then pinning obviously isn't an issue for you. And you're probably laughing at the contents of this video. All right, the following cycles are based on common combinations of anabolic androgenic steroids, which should technically give you better results regarding the accrual of new muscle tissue and cosmetic appearance compared to Sustenon-250 or testosterone anethate alone, which would provide you between 176.1 to 180 milligrams net testosterone per one milliliter. So if you want to keep it simple, just do increments of testosterone anethate or Sustenon-250 regarding the milliliter dosage that you take on a weekly basis. I mean, I've gone up to eight milliliters testosterone anethate per week, and that was one hell of a cycle, I'll tell you that. So for the breakdown of these steroid cycle examples, we're going to go with the highest concentration that's commonly available, but not the concentration that is known to give you systemic inflammation because the carrier oils are actually potent synthetic solvents. Let's start with the one milliliter steroid cycle examples, right? To keep it simple, you run half a cc testosterone anthate and half a cc boldenone undestinate, which would give you about 185 milligrams net anabolic androgenic steroids in total. But again, if you go with high concentration, home brewing or underground labs, and you go with 300 milligrams per one milliliter testosterone anethate and 500 milligrams per one milliliter boldenone and destinate, then um, I would take 180 milligrams, 0.6 milliliter testosterone anethate for 129.6 milligrams net testosterone and 200 milligrams, 0.4 milliliters equipoise for 126.6 milligrams boldenone, a total of 380 milligrams per one milliliter net API. So that's um, significantly higher than the commonly used concentrations that are readily available, right? But again, a systemic inflammation might be a risk. So this is why we didn't include that going forward. And the next one milliliter steroid cycle you could look into is half a cc testosterone anethate and half a cc nandrolone decanoate. But feel free to change the ratio because I feel that 50 milligrams nandrolone decanoate already offers joint relief. So if you go with 0.2 milliliters nandrolone decanoate and 0.8 milliliters testosterone anethate, you're still left with a total of 250 milligrams uh, anabolic androgenic steroids for that one single milliliter that you're injecting weekly, but the net API might be slightly higher because you get more testosterone for testosterone anethate than the nandrolone you get for nandrolone decanoate, right? So in this context, half a cc of each, it's 170 milligrams net API. Just keep in mind that this specific combination requires the use of an aromatized inhibitor because nandrolone is a metabolic intermediate between the conversion of testosterone into estradiol. And if you start combining testosterone any ester with nandrolone any ester, that's basically aromatized enzyme activity galore. Moving over to a combination of testosterone anethate, boldenone undestinate, and trembolone anethate, 
with um, the reasoning being that you get a little bit more bang for your buck if you add in a low-dose Tremblone Enethate, which again is not for the faint of heart. If you don't have any experience with Tremblone, it's better to stick with Tremblone Acetate. But for the guys that have some experience with Tremblone and they like Tremblone and they only want to limit their steroid cycle to one cc per week, if you're willing to sacrifice 20, mil 20 milligrams of net API, going from testosterone enethate combined with boldenone and destinate, yielding 185 milligrams net API to a combination of test boldenone, trimblone, yielding 175.3 milligrams net API, I think that this cycle for one milliliter will yield better results compared to the solo combination of test and boldenone, right? But uh, your mileage might vary. Uh, it could be injectable anxiety for the guys who don't have so much experience combining boldenone with Tremblone. And then the last thing you can consider is basically the cookie cutter rib stack, albeit with longer esters for higher concentrations, right? Testosterone enethate, drosinolone enethate, and Tremblone enethate. Right? You're sacrificing another 30 milligrams of uh, injectable anabolic energetic steroids with the ester attached. But I think that uh, this combination would yield some pretty good results. And again, for one milliliter, how much results do you actually expect? And to be fair, at two milliliter steroid cycles per week, it starts to get more interesting. You can double the testosterone enethate and boldenone and destinate, one cc of each, yielding a 369.9 milligrams net API. Or you could add a little bit of drosinolone enethate to your test and nandrolone cycle. You keep the nandrolone dose exactly the same, half a cc per week, increase the testosterone enethate to one cc per week and add half a cc drosinolone enethate per week. In this context, you don't need an aromatized inhibitor because I feel that a little bit of drosinolone enethate at 100 milligrams per week is already sufficient to suppress additional aromatization that the nandrolone might potentiate. So I would say that this is a very good cycle if you don't want to go with an AI because drosinolone um, potentiates AI-like effects. This two milliliter cycle will give you 333.1 milligram net API. Again, the similar cycle that I did before, testosterone enethate, boldenone undestinate, and trimblone enethate at 180 milligrams per week, which is uh, probably the highest dose of trimblone enethate anybody would want to run, right? 200 milligrams is uh, usually enough for most people. So this cycle with this very specific breakdown um, would yield 330.3 milligrams net API. And I would say that the results, stellar. Or you can go with a long ester rip mix, 0.6 milliliter testosterone enethate, 0.7 milliliters drosinolone enethate, and 0.7 milliliters trimblone enethate two milliliters in total, yielding 309.3 milligrams net API. I think you can get very good results of this very small, teeny tad bit cycle of 430 milligrams in total. Um, but of course, if you take more, uh, the results are probably going to be better. Which brings us to three milliliters per week steroid cycles, 1.5 milliliters of testosterone enthate and 1.5 milliliters boldenone and destinate per week, anybody. But I would rather go with 1cc test E and 2cc's Remabolin, right? Now it starts to get really interesting. At this uh, combination, you probably look extremely good and your blood work parameters are extremely good as well for as little as 3cc's per week. Uh, keep in mind that Bayer Remabolin and Bayer Testoviron are overfilled. So if you draw those ampules, one amp Testoviron, two amps Remabolin, which actually gives you a total of 375 milliliter so you're cheating a little bit right <laughs> three amps per week in reality four cc's total otherwise if you want to go with a little bit cheaper option and you want to get more milligrams out of your three milliliter per week steroid cycle a combination of testosterone enethate and drosinolone enethate 
uh, gives you 485.9 milligrams net API and allegedly will make you look better than the combination of 1cc test E and 2cc's Remabolin. Testosterone enethate you can combine with Trestone acetate. And again, since the concentration is quite low, 50 milligrams for one milliliter, you're only left with 276.3 milligrams net API. And since Trestone promotes conversion of testosterone into estradiol, just like Nandrone does, you will require an aromatized inhibitor. And if you don't want that, but you want some more 19 nors and DHTs, a combination of half a cc testosterone enethate, a full cc drosinolone enethate, half a cc nandrolone decanoate, and a full cc of trestolone acetate should yield some pretty good results. Albeit that you still might need an aromatized inhibitor, but that's why we do blood work, right? We do blood work before and after, keep track of our serum estradiol levels or SHBG levels in our prolactin levels, especially with this particular uh, steroid combination. Um, and we compare that to how we look in the mirror and how our performance is going to change in the gym. And here are some more examples on the screen. Moving over to the five milliliters per week steroid cycle examples. Again, a combination of testosterone and boldenone, always very popular, right? The most bang for your buck in any milliliter per week dose. We can increase the testosterone enethate and the methanolone enethate cycle and change the ratios somewhat. So now we're left with 525.2 milligrams net API and not requiring an aromatized inhibitor. Or we can add in dihydrobaldenol cipionate with tristolone acetate. If you're a new school and you want to try all of the experimental compounds, which not so many people use, but at least you get to say like, you know, my cycle is a little bit unique and different from everybody else's. One cc test E, two cc's dihydrobaldenol cipionate, and two cc's tristolone acetate, yielding 407.1 milligrams net API. And since we have now five mils per week to play with, we can change the ratios between testosterone and androlone and drostanolone, right? Up to your preference. We can do a combination of boldenone and destinate, trimolone and enetate and tristolone acetate at um, a pretty high concentrations. This would be one hell of a cycle. I can guarantee you that. Uh, we can do the rip mix with long esters or the rip mix with short esters because now with five milliliters per week, we can actually start looking into the propionates and acetates. So you could do 1.5 milliliters testosterone propionate, 1.5 milliliters drosinolone propionate, and 2 milliliters trimblone acetate for a total of 426.8 milligrams API. All right, beyond that, the sky is basically the limit. If you do a 7 milliliter per week steroid cycle, uh, my personal favor favorite would be 2 milliliters testosterone enethate and 5 milliliters methanolone enethate but it's up to your preference on how you want to mix match all of the different anabolic androgenic steroids regarding the personal results that you're after. But at this point, at one cc per day, seven milliliters total per week, you can basically mix any esterified steroid formulation together. It's up to your preference. Let us know down below how you would design a seven milliliter per week steroid cycle and then lastly if you have 10 milliliters per week to play with these are the steroid examples i could come up with i mean you could do the full-blown testosterone enethate boldenone and destinate and trimblone enethate cycle um 2600 milligrams total per week yielding 1776.8 milligrams net api i mean this is one hell of a cycle and again it might be injectable anxiety so you better well make sure that you know what you're doing if you go with this specific steroid combination 
uh, I would go with three milliliters test E and seven milliliters methanolone inotates. That would be um, very close to my ideal cycle of a gram test E and a gram primabolin. But unfortunately, you need 14 milliliters to get the job done for that particular cycle. Uh, you can combine testosterone inotate with dihydrobaldenosipinate or testosterone inotate with a, a stenazolol suspension. I mean, at seven milliliters DHB or seven milliliters Winstrol, you'll be shredded. And again, the rest is just food for thought. I do like the idea of running 2.5 milliliters of shorter esters being testosterone propionate, 2.5 milliliters, drosthenolone propionate, 2.5 milliliters, trembolone acetate, 2.5 milliliters, and tristolone acetate, 2.5 milliliters, a total of 10 milliliters, yielding 745.8 milligrams net API. I think that is going to be one hell of a cycle. Now, taking everything into consideration, the fact that I'm 40 years old, if I were to do another steroid cycle, I would limit it to a maximum of 1,000 milligrams anabolic androgenic steroids in total per week. I like the idea of subcutaneous administrations, but I only want to do one cc at maximum per day. So taking all of that into consideration, I would do the following steroid cycle, 7 milliliters per week in total, breaking it down to 1.5 milliliters testosterone inotates, 5 milliliters methanolone inotate and half a cc nandrolone decanoate for joint relief, right? I think that 125 milligrams nandrolone decanoate would be a quite substantial for overall joint lubrication. The methanolone inotate would make me look good, obviously. And I think with this particular combination of testosterone inotate, methanolone inotate, and nandrolone decanoate, I don't need an aromatized inhibitor in any way, shape, or form. But what would be your favorite steroid cycle if you have to handicap it to a certain amount of milliliters? Let us know down below. Maybe you have a unique cycle that nobody has ever thought about. Maybe you can, well, we shouldn't inspire each other to take more milliliters, right? So um, handicap it to one milliliters, two milliliters, and then uh, let's get a discussion going down below. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find everything that I'm associated with down below in the YouTube description section. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vigor Steve, Vigor's crew. You guys know what to do. Another front double bicep for you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see you in the next video, which is probably also going to be about steroids.